go. Yeah. Hi everybody, welcome to Mysteries, Outsiders, and Abs, a teen drama fancast. 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 I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir. And uh, Riverdale's back. This episode was awesome. Yeah, things happen in this episode. Like, great. G.D. Awesome. Fine. Yeah, things are occurring <laughs> in Riverdale. And like, the characters are redeeming themselves to me. Their motivations make sense. Thus far, um, <laughs> Mrs. Not Cooper, Mrs. Andrews has not wrecked anything. Well, she's trying her hardest. Yeah, but she's also kind of chill. <laughs> um, but there, I, I, I said like this episode. I would not say she was super chill because the scenes we see her in are pretty bizarre. It's true, it's but but she's not wrecking things yet. <laughs> no, no, she's not wrecking things. <laughs> so before we get into the episode, though, there are a couple of things I wanted to talk to you about, Kevin. All right. So uh, the other day I was at work. Yes. And our mom called me. Okay. Because she wanted to tell me that Reggie is being recast. Yes, the actor who plays Reggie. Is in 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, and there I guess he's probably not a side character who... I think he was probably supposed to be a major character. Well, I don't know because like in the first few scenes it didn't seem like they were treating him as much like a main character. Maybe when he got cast as Reggie, he thought, like, oh, man, this would be good and big. And then it wasn't that big. So he was like, okay, I guess I can do 13 Reasons. It'll be fine. It'll be and fine. then they were like, we actually had plans for subsequent episodes. Oh, no. Yeah, so next season. They're recasting they're, him. I assume it's next season. They're yeah, I would think him. so. And maybe he'll actually do some stuff. Yeah. Reggie will be a main character. I, I, I hope he's still a large Asian man. I hope so, too. Yeah. 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 They've also cast Hiram. Mark, Mark Consuelos. I don't know. He's like a... Baseball player, I think. No. No. He's an actor. He is a young Latin man. And Ish, I want him young-ish. to be I want him to be an older Latin man. There's like a man I picture he, in my head. I like like I thought at least he would be like white haired. Yeah, he I thought he would not... be like in his mid late fifties. Well, because it seems like they're trying to make him and Hermione the same age, which I guess the series which, is set up. Yeah, because they do say, like, Fred says, Oh, you left me for the rich kid. Yeah. I just yes. always imagined I'm um, here just being an old, old dude. There is a specific actor that I'm picturing in my head. I have no idea who he is. Gary I... Sinise. No. <laughs> Gary Sinise should have been Hiram. I will find – he's like an older Latin man with curly hair, and his hair is mostly gray, but there's like sort of a long – Danny Trejo. Not Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo doesn't have curly hair. No, I'm just saying names now. Oh, you're just saying names. The first one was Gary Sinise, who is also not a not a Latin Latin man. man. I don't know. I will figure out who I mean, and I will tweet a picture of this man. But it's going to be me going on my Uh, phone, being like, "Latin men of a certain age, actors." Is it not like not Enrique Iglesias? No. 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 He's acted in movies. Yeah, you know who else has acted and is friggin' awesome? Ricky Martin. Yeah. I just watched him on Lip Sync Battle last night. Oh my god, so good. <laughs> he did a really, really good Kevin Bacon impression. It was awesome. Awesome. All right, uh, let's get into the episode then. Uh, all right. Got that out there. Got some Riverdale news out of the way. <laughs> uh, all right, so this is episode 11, To Riverdale and Back. To So the weirdness continues with the way that announcements work in this yeah. school. Did you know the Pussycats 
sing. Yeah, so Josie... A hymn. Josie makes a triumphant return to uh, Riverdale after being gone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And her triumphant return is to her and Valerie and, oh, right, Melody. Let's yep. not forget about Melody's her. Melody's there. Melody's there as well. Uh, just singing to the announcement microphone and no one else is there yeah why are they singing they sing as if they're singing the national anthem but they're definitely not singing the national anthem they're singing like a funeral dirge yeah and like this will be the homecoming dance that night soon i think the homecoming dance is the next day Okay. Not a lot happens the next day, but it's sort of like they get so many pieces lined up that you have to assume they're making plans for the next yeah. day. But also yeah. because Archie threw a party that likely took place on a weekend. Yeah. Oh. Maybe? Maybe No, they would have mentioned homecoming in the last episode. No, they wouldn't have. No, I'm crazy. But, but how long had um uh, How long has Mrs. Andrews been there for? Has she just been there for a week? Because they, remember, they have a talk where Miss Andrews goes like, like oh, this Archie, I'm here home. because of the divorce because I called Dad. Which makes me like that is the exact moment. Okay, so maybe Fred, An- maybe they're throwing a weekday party and then no one goes to school the next day. I don't know. Time, I don't know. <laughs> the time of the show continues to be bad. Um, they, but, they don't want people to ask the questions that we're asking. Do you know what else this episode is to try for return of, though? Mr. Weatherby, oh big dog and people. Mr. Weatherby aggressively big dogs Betty <laughs> because she is in charge of the homecoming dance. Yeah. And she does her job. By being in charge of the dance, she delegates portions of the dance off to people. Yeah. So she, we don't see Ethel in this episode. They pay reference to Ethel. Yeah. She asks Ethel to do some of the yeah. decorating. And this is unacceptable. She made a commitment. Yeah, I, w- I want to do this so that I can spend more time on the uh, my, you know, my, my criminal investigation in the blue and gold. And Mr. Weatherby is like, Miss Cooper. <laughs> you made a commitment. You made a commitment. Like, like, this is a teaching moment. Yeah. However, he's wrong. You know what her commitment was? Her commitment was to organize the homecoming. And organizing means delegating. It, For instance, I told my condo board I would be president if I could literally do nothing and just <laughs> delegate jobs off to other people. You know, Aaron. And they laughed at me, but I was telling the truth. You know, Aaron, um, I find that it's, it's tough for me to say that Mr. Weatherby is wrong when he speaks with such gravitas. I don't believe in gravitas. That's why I refuse. Mrs. Cooper, can you tell Mr. Andrews that I wish to speak to him as well? In fact, bring everybody here. I wish to speak to them all. All your friends. One by one, I will solve their problems. If this series season does not end with Mr. Weatherby coming in and giving a very stern, with a briefcase in his hand, speech to everybody and just being like, here are your problems and here is how I solve them. Turns out the the true gift was friendship, and the murderer <laughs> was this person. <laughs> Turns out Mr. Weatherby has known who the murderer was all season. He was just waiting for the right moment. Well, it's a for teaching it to come moment. Out. It's a teaching exactly. moment. At his core, he is still a teacher. He is an educator. He's also a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, he has a whole spin-off series where he is essentially well, he, well, he, breaking well, he, bad. Well he gets plastic surgery and becomes <laughs> becomes Gustavo Fring. Yeah, from Breaking Bad. I have not seen Breaking Bad. I tried to binge watch it, and it was too much depression, and then I (laughs) cried for three days, and then I had to stop. Yeah, no, it's not a binge watch show. You gotta... I should have watched it when it was on. Uh, But we do learn here that there is going to be a party this episode, so this series is like, 
11 out of 11 for parties. You know what this episode is missing? Do you know how homecoming works? You do. You guys know how homecoming works. There's a football game and then a dance. Nope. But winter has come, so there is no football game. But you kind of did see a football. Like, you saw people in football and the Vixens were working out. I saw Cheryl lift her leg to her ear. I don't know why she's doing that stretch in the dressing room. Or, like, in the change room, though. It makes no sense. She continues to be chaotic neutral. Yeah. Which which is included in her stretching. (laughs) She just stretches for no reason. Yeah. Uh... But yes, the homecoming is coming up. Archie mm-hmm. invites uh, his mom. His he, he he invites um, Molly Ringwald Andrews. Molly Ringwald Andrews, and he uh, tells her that he she needs to come to homecoming because he's playing music at homecoming. Yeah, like he, he like, oh, your dad says that you're you're singing. Like, oh, I'm also writing music. Oh, you should play me one of your songs before like I leave. He's like, well, I'm playing at homecoming. This is not a true story. I think it is. I don't think so. No, no. I, I think I think the idea was was that he was going to play at homecoming. Just, it was going to be him alone again. No, because when he's like, oh, when I play at homecoming, and Betty's like, ah, uh, you're going to be depressing. Well, the, 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 that's the point. Is that he? Because obviously, the obviously the Pussycats were not going to play. No, the Pussycats do not play this homecoming. There's a DJ and there's Archie. Yeah, so Archie was going to do depressing. <laughs> like, because here's the thing, Robo Archie's like, I play my music, and they're like, your music's sad. No, my music is my music. You want me to play? It is music. I play music. I play my music. No, no, play something happier. No, no, no. I play my. I music. play my music. My music is my music is not happy or sad. My music is music. It is a <laughs> it is a sequence of notes put into a pleasing order. And that is music. And I sing on it. So that's why it's good that Veronica's there. <laughs> that's true. So um, speaking of Veronica, Veronica want- is anti Hiram. Yes, and yeah, Veronica. Continues to be anti Hiram because now he has now she has learned that his he's going to be out of jail real soon. Yeah, see, his actions are starting to impact her, which means it's a problem for her. Which means she's against her father. Yeah, and Hermione now is super pro Hiram because he's coming Hiram. back. Yeah, sorry. Hey, sorry. audience, sorry. maybe we just pronounce his name wrong. Hiram. I mean, we have a world where Archie is a robot. Someone contacted us and said pronounce it correctly. I'm going to pronounce it correctly. I can't do that. I'm just going to call him Veronica's father from here on in. All right. Well, Hiram. Um, like she's like she's upset because higher up because the penalty they pleaded very good and now he won't go to jail like all? at all. You know what? This seems <laughs> accurate. This is how rich guy crime works. <laughs> like how long did Martha Stewart go to jail for? And now she's back on top. She's got a <laughs> pony. She's got some chickens. She has a blog. It's in. It's it's funny to me <laughs> that they treat this like oh it's a very big thing. We gotta we gotta make sure that we get these pleas in. And apparently all they had to do was be like. My daddy is really nice. Like, he's a nice guy. And the judge is like, oh, man. This teenage girl likes her father. We better send him back home. Oh, we better send him back. God, this teenage girl needs a father. She doesn't have any pearl necklace on. <laughs> this, <laughs> is, this is a problem. Look at all these teenage girls out here with pearl necklaces. How come she doesn't have one? This is ridiculous. She needs a father. <laughs> so he might be coming home. And then Veronica's like, where do we live? New York? And Hermione's like, maybe he comes here. And she's like... <gasps> No. <laughs> like, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Hiram is, Hiram is not going to like this. He's not, he's not going <laughs> to be. He's not good. He's not going to enjoy this. He cannot live in this entire apartment building. It's too small. <laughs> Can we think a moment about the pearl necklace for a second? Because she broke it in the in the Ethel episode. Yeah. And then her dad sent her a new one. Yep. How did he know it was broken? <laughs> I think he just knows his daughter really, really well. And he's like, she is prone to flights of fancy <laughs> and, dra- and dramatics. I send her that, that, that frightening letter. She's probably going to break her necklace. <laughs> Or maybe he just thinks she can have two pearl necklaces. <laughs> I mean, bad timing. I have lots of 
nope, I don't have two of anything nice. All right. I take that back. All right. But, like, I could have two sets of pearls. It'd be yeah. fine. Yeah. Okay. So, um, then we have another family scene. Yep. Between... Oh, this entire episode is book-ended with here's these families and here's these families. And how are they doing? Yeah. Good and then not so good. Yeah. Um, so, we run into... FP. We yes. run into them. We go to FP's yeah. trailer, yeah, yeah. which Jug- is where Jughead, Jughead brought coffee and donuts. Trailer, and it is nice. It has been cleaned up. Skeet Ulrich has shaved his face. He yeah. looks very handsome. He has read Jughead's essay or manuscript, which proves that he knows nothing about his son. And also proves that Jughead finished his manuscript. But yet he still narrated the beginning of this episode. So it's unfair. Finished. But he gave it to his dad. Yeah. And FP likes it. Well, yeah. So he gives, like, a lot of good advice that is ultimately self-serving. Well, FP is the best double agent. Yeah. He's... Like, he's good at this. Because he, as far as, he like, like if, seeing this out of context, he'd be like, oh, look, this is a nice talk where they're having about these things. But... You know that FP just also wants to see what information Jughead has. Jughead has. I will say though that it ends with um, FP sort of being like, because he because well he's not. I don't feel like FP is definitely using Jughead, but he's not like using Jughead. But he also doesn't want his son to become a creepy depressive person. Yeah. So he gives some great advice that is. You need to find a new story to write. Yeah. This thing that happened to Jason cannot be the most important thing. Or will not be the most important yeah. thing that happens in your life, nor should it it's be. Pr- it's pretty cool because he's not telling him to stop doing it. No. He's saying, finish this and move on to something else. It's like how Taylor Swift shouldn't just write songs about dating guys on the football team. <laughs> she should finish and move on to something else. Exactly. Also, FP makes a great point because Jughead's like, well, is Riverdale good or is Riverdale bad? And then FP's like, uh, it's both. <laughs> most things are. <laughs> yeah, most things aren't some sort of weird metaphorical like stand-in for benevolence or malevolence so just keep that in mind guys just most town- things are black and white they're gray life is life a town of people so then we have a very small scene between veronica and archie where they talk about their kiss because that's what you do they, on teen dramas they do the cw talk cw has this after every except for except for, except for betty and jughead mm-hmm. every time someone kisses they gotta talk about they, it the next day they to be like Hey, should we talk about what's going on? Which is not really how people deal with those no. situations. But what's the most noteworthy about the scene is Veronica explains that she cannot deal with this right now because she doesn't have the bandwidth. Which is further proof that Archie is a robot and we've known it all along. <laughs> so moving forward, for some reason... Veronica gets a text to meet with the Coopers in yeah. the blue and gold. So she does. And Alice Cooper firmly suggests... Suggests. Crazy. She crazies. <laughs> yeah. She's like, girls, look at each other. Look at me. Anyone who's not in this room is a suspect, especially those pussycats. Including cats. the pussycats. And I'm like, do, like, I mean, they're not in this room. Unless they're hiding in the yeah. corner. Why, why are we highlighting the pussycats? No. They're ma- definitely not the murderers. Miss Cooper is continuing, continuing on with her theme of even when she is being the good guy, she can't help but be crazy. She's crazy. Yeah. And Veronica is mostly only in this scene to be like, oh my God. So that later she'd come back into the scene. Yeah. Like... Because she says nothing the entire scene. She's just sort of like, uh, uh. Ooh, awkward. Because Miss Cooper wants uh, them to investigate FP, and Betty's like, no. I, I love Jughead. Jughead said his dad's not a murderer, and I believe him. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you have feelings, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're a bad journalist, but you have good feelings. Yeah. 
And his dad probably... I firmly believe that FP is not the murderer. Yeah. For, like, a lot of reasons. But... I believe he's involved. I believe he's... Clearly he's involved. I think he just... But he's not the murderer. I think he just wanted to make sure that his drugs weren't going to be found. (laughs) Yeah, and he wasn't going to get arrested. I do think he burned the car down. Oh, yeah. I believe that. I agree with that. Because I I don't think he cares. No. I don't think he cares who murders... Who murdered Jason. No. He's willing to let that be a mystery. Yeah. So now that Polly lives in the Blossoms house, she no longer wears pastels. Yep. And we learn that Clifford Blossom is actually a wig-wearing monster. Yeah. So apparently he wears wigs, but he doesn't wear those wigs. No, that's his hair. No, no. Because those wigs do not look like a human color of hair. And later in the episode... When when he's wearing his wig? When he's quote-unquote wearing his wigs, it just looks like hair. Not even red hair. No, just like a man with brown hair. Yeah. So there's some continuality problems because we probably should have seen the wigs before. The wigs don't even look like the style of hair he has. No, but apparently he has a different wig for every mood. But they all look the same when you see them all. This is like a weird plot point and I don't understand it. And then we, well, it's like, oh, they're lying. If he lies about his hair, what else could he lie about? Being a vampire. He's a GD vampire. Yeah, but that entire thing is like this weird, like, off cut from from the reason why Veronica was in that earlier scene. Because now it's lunch! And Veronica comes back into the blue and gold and is like, I will investigate FP because I don't like my father and I only care about this because it now relates to me. And Alice Cooper is like, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Cheryl makes no sense. She chaotic neutrals her way right over to the... Okay, it's winter. There is snow everywhere. There's snow everywhere. But these kids are still eating their lunch outside of their picnic table. And Cheryl's wearing a very short skirt. And she chaotic neutrals over to the table and is like, Hey guys, I'm bringing Polly as my date to the dance. And we're running for co-prom or homecoming queens. And everyone's like, What? What? Talking... Remember... Hey, yesterday? Yesterday... You decided you wanted to ruin the party. Yeah, you don't know what's By bringing Chuck Clayton in. Who's not in this episode, by the way. Yeah. So, hi, Cheryl. Good to know that you're good today. So, the reason she wants Polly to be co-queen is because it should have been Polly and Jason up there. Polly is not in the school. Polly cannot be. I'm pretty sure she's dropped out of the school now. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, okay. And then, so like, that's fine. Then They're Ver- all puzzled by this, which is a natural reaction. Yep. And then Veronica is like, hey, Archie, I will actually sing with you. And we're going to sing upbeat covers. And I'm kind of like, I thought his mom wanted to hear his songs, but fair enough. But okay, you know what? He's going to sing and his mom will see he's talented, so that's cool. But turns out she has ulterior motives. She just wants to get Archie on her side for investigations. <laughs> yeah, people keep trying to drag Archie into like the main murder plot. And he was like, I was in that. For four episodes. I didn't like it. I don't I don't want to do... Can I just do my music stuff? That's a lot of fun. Music is my storyline. Murder <laughs> and terribleness is your storyline. I don't want... I don't want to do this. And then he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then the credits. Ooh. So then there's a scene between um, Mary... Andrews? I think Mary is Molly Ringwald Andrews' name. Yeah. 
and Hermione. Yeah. And it's just like a tiny scene. It's real fraught with emotion because they know each other from high and school. The, and like the emotions that Molly Ringwald Andrews is putting out makes me think like that. Like I thought for sure that scene was going to end with her like headbutting her because it was like. Mm-hmm. But instead it's just like an oddly cordial scene. Well, yeah, it's like... It, but it's all, like, bubbling underneath. Yeah, because Molly Ringwald is just like, I heard what happened to your husband. Yes, karma, I guess. And Molly Ringwald is just like, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I forgot all of you guys went to high school together. I hate small towns. <laughs> <sighs> so, okay, then we had a scene at the Blossom House, and I just wrote WTF Blossom House. I think this is the scene where Mrs. Blossom comes in and she's like, I brought you a milkshake. You must be hungry because you've been roaming a lot. Yeah, Polly's well because Polly calls Betty. Oh, that's right. Right? Yeah, and then because they're setting they're setting up. Maybe. Yeah, they're setting up. Yeah, Polly Betty is setting up for the dance. The dance, and Polly calls her, and Polly is in a different damn world. Yeah, because like. And Betty's like, have you found anything out? And Polly's like, no. And then Betty's like, we said if you didn't figure anything out by homecoming, you're coming home. And I'm like, when did you say that? Homecoming has never been mentioned before. No. And then then uh, Miss Blossom comes in with a milkshake. milkshake on a platter. And is like, here is your daily milkshake. Don't walk around the house. <laughs> Don't come into the East Wing where me and my husband slumber in our deep sleep. Because then you'll know we're vampires. Then <laughs> she turns to a bat and flies away. And, and you can't prove to me that does not happen. And then Jughead comes into the dance and he's so cute and so happy because Alice Cooper invited him and his dad over to have dinner before the dance because their family should get to know each other. And this is the saddest thing I've yeah, ever I seen. I feel so bad because this entire episode is everybody uses Jughead. And Jughead is just like, hey, everything's going great. People like me. My dad's getting better. People like me. You know what? Life is okay. I just want to cry, so let's not talk about this scene. Do you want to talk about where Betty confronts her mom? Because there's one cool thing about that scene that I want to point out that I don't know if Betty had been doing it in later episodes, but in this episode especially, she is really throwing off like the noir detective vibe. Yeah, like right? Like that coat she comes in. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, Betty. On Be- point. Betty, Betty Cooper, the just the... Betty Cooper mm. might be my favorite character. She is, like, awesome and strong. and It's so, so flawed in good still, ways. Yeah, and now that her craziness is not her main plot, yeah. I, like, I'm, I've really come on Team Betty. But it's still there. Yes. It's still but there. But that's okay. We're all crazy a little bit. Yeah, but Betty said she, like, was like, like don't do what I know you're going to do. And Mom's like, no, I'm I just won't. making pie. <laughs> Yeah, her mom continues to be crazy good. And then Betty's like, no. And then her mom's like, I mean, I might talk to FP about the murder if it comes up. And Betty's like, hmm. <laughs> Betty's not happy. She's not happy. So then we have a tiny scene where um, we sort of discover that Archie does not actually want his mom back. He thought he did. But now that she's back... He's lost his roommate. Things aren't... Yeah, he, he liked he liked the buddy house. Yeah. They always get pizza on this day of the week that it is, which yeah. is maybe Friday. No, who knows? And she's making them get Chinese Flims food. Day. <laughs> and he's like, no, but we get pizza. No, but today is... Mm, we always get pizza on this day. <laughs> and there's... And, 
Archie, are you okay? It seems like your date <laughs> sensors are kind of down. My calendar's been weird. Like, I have no idea how much time has passed. It's winter now. It's I don't weird. know what month it is anymore. But sometimes there's not snow on the ground. I'm really confused. Is it winter or not winter? Because someone said winter is coming, but maybe I just fell asleep watching an episode of Game of Thrones. <laughs> I Who like knows? Game of Thrones. And Fred Andrews is like, Ah, good, he's been distracted by Game of Thrones. Great. Let's continue. There's also this really awkward moment where they try to show chemistry between... Molly Ringwald Andrews and Luke Perry Andrews. Andrews. And it just, like, it looks like they gave Luke Perry and Andrews a direction that's like, Hey, Luke, step into frame. So he, like, sidesteps in beside her and you're like, oh, he's in frame now. And then he, like, touches her back and you're like, "Mm, Nope. Don't feel that. Like, like to be fair, I feel like it, it very much fits with a kind of guy who's like, maybe, like, because Archie's very upset. So and he's, he's like, 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 maybe I'll try, Maybe like, this will uh, fix it. But it seems so uncomfortable that you're like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. You guys have drifted apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and we also learned that she lives in Chicago. Yes. So this vague, big city thing. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Which means they're in New England. Well, we we, we uh, Chicago's in Illinois. Yeah, we figured that they were probably in the New York ish yeah. area. They're like they're near it's some definitely great nor- lakes. Northeast. Like we, yeah. I was kind of thinking Pacific Northwest because of the like the way the greenery is. But that's probably because it's shot in Vancouver, and that's shot where Vancouver is. They shoot in Vancouver, right? Yeah, they do. Oh, actually, yeah. <gasps> let's go to Vancouver. You don't have a job when you have a job. Let's go to Vancouver Just randomly. No, we'll figure out when they're shooting, and we'll go in stock shooting locations. Oh, cool. That's There'll a cool There'll be an adventure. Thing. There'll be content. That's a cool thing we can do. We'll, we'll put it on Instagram. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> um, Jughead and Archie have a night talk, and I learned that Archie always sleeps shirtless, and Jughead does not. <laughs> he sure does not. <laughs> but Archie's like, Here's my, I'm not wearing this any This is how clothes. I sleep. And it, they're really cute until Jughead is too into his dad. Yeah. And then Archie's like, I need to run into yeah. the night. He's like, well, maybe I'll go back with my dad. And Archie has no cool and no chill. <laughs> and he's like, I got to go get almond milk for my mom. And it, all, almond, I got to put on my pants. And Jughead's like, you're going to go see Veronica? No, I'm, I don't. It's so worth, <laughs> I'm going to run shirtless. I run shirtless. You know I do. It's, Everyone, it's a thing I do. It's normal in winter. Everyone knows about it. It's written about in the papers. Everyone knows I run shirtless at night so he is like not chill with the fact that Jughead is thinking about moving back in with his dad yeah, so which he, is fine because FP has been back together for like three days yeah not enough time to be like yeah he's got his life together yeah, let's but go like, Jughead is so optimistic he's a pe- he's an optimistic pessimist which is in- which is a cool character type it's kind of the character type I am <laughs> Well, but Archie Robo runs, to... and then he shows up at the Pembroke. <laughs> yeah, and Veronica's like, we get "No booty calls." And Archie's like, weird. "No, I need to, I need to be in the plot. I have to investigate because I love Jughead, and things are going wrong." <laughs> He's like, "I need to figure out if FP is a murderer or not, so I can figure out if like if he should go to his if, home." Yeah, I don't. I please help me. I, then, I emotions. And then Veronica's like, "Excellent." Now we're in the main plot. We have, we have a plot line now, Archie. And then they smile at each other. And she's wearing, like, a ton of makeup for nighttime. Well, you know, he knocked on her door. She, she put all her makeup she on. She stood up. She put on her makeup for about 15 to 20 minutes. As he knocked methodically he, every <laughs> 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Then she went over and she... she I, you don't see it, but I assume she's wearing heels. Yeah. She put them on. Yep. She went She went out and she opened the answer the door. Because you, know, you never know who's out there. That's true. <laughs> Could be someone you need to seduce. And she did. So then, okay. This scene is like a lot. 
Well, it's not a lot. It's not very important. But I just want to say no. 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 What? Polly and Cheryl are not wearing CoverGirl makeup. Okay. Okay. So this scene, Cheryl is putting makeup on Polly. And there's like there a rack focus on the CoverGirl makeup. Yep. I'm no, they are not. When I was a teen, I wore CoverGirl because I was like not good at looks. Yeah. Until I was, and then I started wearing good makeup. Yeah. But I know how teens now work. And those girls are wearing Urban Decay. They're wearing NARS. They're wearing Smashbox. Come on, cover girl. Save your promo shots for the moms. <laughs> All right. There you go. Okay, so Polly tricks Cheryl into sneaking into her parents' room. Oh, yeah. Which Cheryl, Cheryl is all over. Cheryl is so manipulable. Yeah, she's dumb. Yeah, no, like, throughout the entire series, I have not realized, because she's big on, like, I'm going to manipulate people. She's not good she at it. She is also just not, because if Polly's Paul, just like, hey, what if we wear your, like, grandparents' uh, uh, jewelry? And Cheryl's like, that sounds terrible. I love it. And then they go into her parents' bedroom, and Cheryl's like, our parents, my parents would flip if they saw us here. Let's stay here forever. And then also Cheryl explains a little bit more about the fact that uh, Dan Blossom is... Everything's creepy. I don't even want to talk about it. You don't want to talk about it? Mm-mm. We just give over it. Then we find out that Cheryl's parents have the engagement ring that Jason proposed to Polly with. Yeah. In a box. Why Polly doesn't have the ring? Like, why she didn't keep it? I don't understand. But Jason had it, and he had it with him when they disappeared. I think... Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the timeline. Because it could have been... So they broke up. But he, he, he then, did propose. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. They broke up. She told him that she was pregnant. Because they had a breakup, remember? Yeah. She told him she was pregnant. He proposed to her because... Um, he asked Nana Grandma Rose. for the ring. Yeah, yeah, Grandma Rose. But Nana Rose met Polly. Exactly. But oh, she, but, so maybe Polly saw the ring then, but she never actually got the ring. Yeah. Well, because I feel like Polly we might have just missed. It. I feel like Polly did mention about how the ring went to Jason. It just it makes no sense. I'm sorry. I'm not married. I, you, you know what? But I, when I get my ring, I'm keeping my you, ring forever. You know what? I feel like what happened is Jason's like, "Here, take the ring," and Polly's like. My mom is insane. Mm. When we run away together, then give me the ring. Yes. Because my mom will find this and murder the town. This makes sense. Yeah, I can yeah. see that being... Yeah, I'm on board with that. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> she she is a bat in human form. That's <laughs> true. Actually, you're a bat in human form. My she's mom a, is... What would you say they were? They're either werewolves... She's, she, no, she's a witch. Betty's right, a werewolf. Alice right. Cooper is a witch. Alice Cooper is a witch. A witch with a werewolf child. It happens. It you happens. Know, we, it's proven. So um, Alice Cooper, so we sort of like, you know what, let's talk about the Polly Mama Blossom scene because then we can wrap up the Blossom storyline. All right. And then we can go to everything that's happening at the Cooper's house because it's All crazy. All right. Um, so we go to a scene that has very little establishing dialogue, but Polly, I guess, crazied on up to Mrs. Blossom and, and was like, why do you have this ring? Why do you well, have it, this it, ring? It, it is worth mentioning that when Polly was talking to Cheryl, she's like, well, if they had the ring back, that means, must mean that like they, they could have been the ones to see him. And Cheryl gets super upset and yes. is like, how dare you threaten my family? And like pulled so her hand away. Maybe and... Cheryl went and told on Polly. I, I don't know how this scene came to be. Yeah. But Mama Blossom reveals that um, Jason essentially decided to disown himself from the Blossoms. So he threw the ring at them before he left. Which 
Maybe? Probably yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. They didn't... They... When, when they found out that he was dead, they were obviously upset, mm-hmm. but they did not treat him like a child who had disowned their his own family. Yeah, and Jason seems pretty smart. We've never actually... I don't think we've seen him speak any dialogue yeah. other than his yes or whatever it was yeah. in the first episode. But he seems like he was a pretty smart character. From the way Paul... And all, from, like, I feel like he would have kept the ring and he, given it to Polly. Because he loves her. You know, and he, and he likes his grandma. Yeah. Like, it seems like he... Because lo- his grandma... He loved his grandma very much. And, his, and it seems like grandma's fine with the relation. The only people he doesn't like, it's his parents. Yeah. So, I don't believe Mrs. Blossom... You're talking I, about this weird stuff about lineage and things. And their, their bloodline. Yeah. Their vampire bloodline. So, I mean, I get it. I also don't believe her because she poisons Polly. Well, she drugs Polly. She drugs Polly with a sleeping drought. Yes. That won't hurt the baby. Uh, but she is out for a long, long time. time. Like the entire homecoming, yeah. And then, then Cheryl puts her to bed, so she's been after the homecoming. Yeah, so she is out. Yeah, yeah. Cheryl also tells a super lie because her parents are like, "But where is the ring?" And Cheryl's like, "Oh, it was Polly's fault. She was going to try to take it from me, and I didn't want anyone to get in trouble, so I flushed it down the toilet. You, I did a good thing, right?" And you see a scene of her standing there holding the ring over the toilet. But do you see it fall in the toilet? No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> And, like, we know that Cheryl only loves chaos. So we knew at this moment, yeah. nay, nay. No, no, Cheryl has the ring. Cheryl has the ring. Cheryl has that and ring hard. And then later they show us that she does, in fact, have the ring. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. They, they don't keep me in suspense for too long. No. She has the ring. So that's what happens at the Blossoms' house. Meanwhile, at the Cooper's house, Alice Cooper has no game. There's a, there's a, we, I know why I always count the parties. We don't count the dinners. <laughs> we should the count amount the dinners. of family dinners in Aw- this... Awkward family dinners. <laughs> the writers and the directors of the show are just like, we have to have them talk. I have them at dinner. Maybe they spend a lot of money on the Cooper house table because there are a lot of scenes that take place in that house. There are a lot, but there's also a lot of dinners at like, you know, I mean, you, there's, there's din- like that one dinner at the, the McCoy's at, house. Um, yeah, there's a dinner at the, at the lodges. Yeah. The only one that doesn't really have a regular dinner is the Andrews. It's because they have pizza. It's true. On Flim's Day. <laughs> on Flim's Day. But um, yeah, uh, she's not subtle. No, and also now FP is open about being a serpent. Yeah, he's like, I'm not ashamed of that. And I'm like, really? Ah. Do you remember like four episodes ago when you were like, Fred, Luke Perry, Andrews cannot know that I'm a serpent. Remember when no one knew and now you're like, nah, everyone knows. I don't nah. care anymore. Whatever. No it's, problem. F, so there's like more and more mounting evidence that Alice used to be a serpent. Yeah. Um, and FP's like, whatever. It's cool. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Unlike other people. And then Betty goes super rogue. Oh, yeah. No, Be- Betty Betty outcrazies her mom. Because <laughs> she invites her dad to this dinner. Which is damn impressive. Because she she doesn't like her dad. Like, no. she is anti- No, but, but you know Daddy what? Daddy Cooper. You know what? She doesn't like her dad, but she loves Jughead. She so, loves Jughead. So, so she outcrazies her mom. And I, I assume her goal is to try to diffuse the crazy at this dinner into something else. Yeah. I th- well, I think essentially what she's trying to do is that her mom is very focused on FP. So she's trying to like, distract her. Like, there, it, it will also, by the way she looks at her mom, it's like, hey, you can be crazy. I can be crazy too. Come at me. I can also do something that you don't want. <laughs> I will cut you, mother. <laughs> and then Alice is like, hmm, 
well played. And then this leads into a scene of one by one. Everybody <laughs> attempts to big dog everyone else until FP drops a new, just nuclear big dogs. Yeah. And, and like, it shocks everybody. He's, he's like, hang on a second. Here comes FP in to shut everybody up. FP continues to be the best character. Because like one, my uh, my favorite line, I think this entire episode is when uh, Miss uh, Goober says to, says, I'm going to sort of paraphrase a yeah. little bit, but she says to FP, could you like, could you be quiet? And he says, only if you return the favor. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, so good. Nap, FP. And there's like all these looks, like characters looking at each other and snapping between them. It's actually, it's really well shot. <laughs> but like FP does this amazing thing where he starts to tell a story. I think it's the abortion story. I think so. Yeah. But it could be a serpent story. It could be a serpent story. But he starts telling it. And then when Miss Cooper's like, stop it. He's like, yeah, I can do this. My son is here. You be nice to my son. And then Jughead and Betty look at each other. And you're like, oh, God, Jughead, you had a happy moment. Yeah. Why can't your life be good? Because his dad dad protected him. His dad dad big dogged without overstepping. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing is, like, apparently the only characters I care about being happy are Archie and Jughead. Because I feel like Betty will make herself happy. When everything shakes out, yeah. she will find a way to be satisfied with life. Yeah. But Archie doesn't understand anything. <laughs> nope. And Jughead has had so much sorrow that one more bad thing will destroy him. And I wonder if that's what happened in this episode. Because while this <sighs> dinner is going on... Veronica and Archie are searching. They head into FP's um, uh, trailer trailer and And they start searching. They start searching. Yep. They don't find anything. Yeah. It's also worth mentioning that in this scene, it still becomes very, very abundantly clear that Veronica only cares about this entire situation because she's like, there has to be something. And Archie's like, why? Why is there? Because Archie doesn't care if they find no evidence. No. Archie wants evidence. He just wants to know. But, But apparently, Veronica wants to find something. Because, yep. once again, she only really cares about situations when it pertains to her. And I think she wants to prove that FP was hired by her dad. Yeah. She is anti her father this episode. Yes. And, and last episode. Yeah, which means that she is anti-FP because yeah. by, you know, getting him arrested for murder, then she'll be able to get her dad arrested for murder. And I'm like, that's not always how that works. Totally not how that You're works. You're going to get FP arrested for murder and Hiram is just going to wander off. Yeah, because he already got off for his white guy, rich guy crimes. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, screw you, Veronica. But all Archie wants is to know. He just wants to know that it's going to be okay for yeah. Jughead to go home. I mean, he also he also wants wants to have his love with, with Veronica because they make out in the... He has now focused his love on Veronica. Yes, yes. He's like, I have so much love. He has and, to love someone. He and, has to direct it somewhere. And I'm not entirely sure what happened with Valerie. I feel like I wasn't focused on much. I'm only focused for about an hour a week, which is weird. And I asked my father about it, but he says, that happened. It happened to me, too. Um, <laughs> it's normal. It's normal. This is how this is how, this is how we work. But Archie's like, I don't. Okay. Focus. Yeah. So Veronica, he, I love you. Yes. So um, now it's our party scene. And it's raining as everyone goes in. And, and no I snow. said to Kevin, it's winter. Shouldn't it be snowing? <laughs> And then he just laughed at me for like five minutes, and we missed a bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah, because there's not a speck of snow anywhere. It's and, winter. And I understand. We sometimes get that in Calgary, where like it snows and then it's then like it snows and then it rains. I should point out though, this is a TV show, and that continuity is bizarre. And they 
made a point that winter was coming. And they showed earlier a bunch of scenes with snow around and no snow. So, I mean, maybe it just was actually snowing in Vancouver and they were like, Murr. Yeah, I guess we gotta do this now. So, um, it snowed in Vancouver? <laughs> but- so, um, FP tries to invite Jughead to move with he thinks the whole family should get back together, and yeah. I guess Jughead's mom and Jellybean are in Toledo, yeah. so FP thinks we should go. They should go there because Riverdale sucks. Which, like, I mean, well, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> FP's yes. been a criminal in Riverdale and a gang member. He's like, I should just leave where I'm not a gang member. Maybe I can make a new start because now my resume has like a legit job as the past job, and yeah. they'll call Fred Perry Andrews, and Fred Perry Andrews will be like, you know, what kind of the crazy thing is, I know that FP started at the um. The uh, the uh, construction place yeah. or talk to us and like did all this stuff kind of in a self preservation way, mm-hmm. but it still feels like he really is actually trying to get his life together. I think he is trying to be like, he, like yeah. he's trying to get his life together and sort of like shut off these doors from his past. Yeah, which is sometimes the reason you do try to get your life together because you're like, hey, the way all of this went, yeah. is no good. Like, I need to become someone yeah, new. Like Jason's dead. Like like, the, yeah. like these things. I need to leave this town. Yeah. And it'll be better. So I, I kind of feel like he is actually kind of getting his life together. But then Jughead looks at Betty, and the lighting is beautiful once again, and yeah. she looks beautiful, and he's like, Because Jughead really doesn't want to leave Betty. Because he loves her. Yeah. Oh, God, teenagers. Oh, but then we move into adults. And Luke oh, Perry yeah. Andrews walks into the dance. In a white suit. Holding the hands of both Molly Ringwald Andrews and Hermione Lodge. Yeah. And we laughed again. A for lot. a long time. Because he, he walks in with a swagger usually reserved for <laughs> rock stars. Yep. Oh, man. <laughs> and then they talk about something that does not matter. Because, because we were just laughing about the hand Luke holding. Barry's in his white in white suits holding two hands, interlocked fingers. This is like... <laughs> This is like Archie walking to the dance with both of the girls times 100. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, look, Ar- we know where Archie learned it from, but yeah. he did not perfect it. And like, where? How? What? Archie's just off in the corner being like, that's how I should have done it. I need a white suit. <laughs> I mean, Archie's wearing a pretty good Kevin Bacon suit, though, with a bow tie. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we have a very small scene with Alice Cooper and Molly Ringwald Andrews. And Molly Ringwald Andrews can hold her own against Alice Cooper. And Miss Cooper is really just itching for another punch in the face. It's been a while since she's been punched. And she I, needs to feel alive and again. She gets, a, she gets a call and runs away. And I'm like, man, if you didn't get that call, you're about to get another punch in the face, Miss Cooper. She asks Molly Ringwald Andrews if they're polyamorous. And then Molly Ringwald Andrews says, I don't think that's a real word. And it is a real word. It is a real word. Yeah. But all right, you held your own. You didn't punch her. Good work. <laughs> oh, she's about to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was about to get a... Yeah. Um, so then Betty is, once again, a smart, intelligent, great woman. And, like, looks at her mom yeah. talking to uh, Archie yeah. and Veronica. And is like, great, I'm instantly suspicious. Thanks, guys. Yeah, the entire, like, Archie, Veronica, and, like, Miss Cooper plan was good. Except for they forgot one key fact. Betty's smart. Betty is smart. Yeah, <laughs> so she knows like, what's up. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. Which which takes her out of like talking to the mayor because and the mayor's offering her a job as intern. Yeah. You heard that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember it fades out. Betty was once again. I don't feel like she ruined that talk. No, because I think she probably nodded 
in yeah. like an agreeable, attractive manner. Yeah. And then she said, and then the mayor was like, hey, can you escort me to the stage? And she was like, nope, I have to deal with something. Mr. Weatherby, can you escort the mayor? And they seemed like, okay. They're like, oh yeah, this does make sense. Yeah, yeah. This makes more sense. <laughs> All right, Mr. Weatherby, let's go and big dog some more kids before you get up there. And then she gets up there. She introduces Archie and Veronica. And they sing Kids in America. And they, you know what, this sequence is actually also awesome. It's very well shot. It's a very good song choice. I love Kids in America. Yeah. I remember hearing it in the Digimon movie. I remember hearing it in Clueless. Uh, 22. 22? 22 years ago? Oh, Jesus. I don't, I'm trying to remember when uh, the Digimon movie was. After Clueless. Clueless I mean, came in 1995. Clu- I know it was after Clueless. Clu- Probably in the 2000s. So, I mean, it is a retro song. They're doing, because the theme, oh, the yeah. theme of the dance is Blast like, for Blast for the Past. So they're yeah. doing a cover. Veronica's a great singer. Uh, Archie is awesome. They're really cute, like, bopping around on stage together. Yeah, they could be a band. Yeah, the parents are like, oh, huh, look at that chemistry. I just pointed that this song hits everyone in the audience hard. Cheryl's like, crying. Like, Cheryl has a PTSD flashback. Betty's Betty like Betty has something that's a very, usually a very much like a lodge point of view, yeah. but her mind separates from her skull and goes out the back. It goes out the back of her head. Hermione is super upset because she loves Luke Perry Andrews and she screwed that up real seriously. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, this is intercut with shots of the um, Sergeant Keller, yep. Sheriff Keller, yep. um, tearing apart FP's yes. trailer because he has a he got tipped off he has a warrant to search yep. the place and FP's really really smug he's like yeah. you're not gonna find anything up until they find like a lockbox behind just like behind some linens essentially yeah, with a gun in it yeah and inside is a gun and um in Riverdale that is enough to, to arrest someone for murder yeah because that's how it works possession of a firearm now I know He's a serpent, so I guess. But I like, know that. this is America. I feel like his gun is probably registered. Well, Miss Grundy had a gun. Well, yeah, everyone has a gun. Well, let's we'll get back to this gun because it does come up again at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite thing is that Kevin is just getting more and more done with everyone's nonsense. Yeah, he just wants to dance with his boyfriend, his first boyfriend. As it's usually just yeah. hookups, and he just wants to dance with his boyfriend. And Jughead's like. Hey, have, have you, you seen Betty? Have you seen my friends? And he's like, you people need tracking devices. Yeah. Then he looks over and sees his dad. And it's like, oh, something actually is going on. I gotta go deal with this. Oh, oh. Bye, Joaquin. Aaron. Yeah. I forgot something. We just got really into the episode. Yeah. We're, um, man, we're behind on when we should do this. But what are you drinking tonight? Uh, okay, so tonight, I, you guys don't know this, but I normally always bring Kevin a Pepsi when we record. Yeah. Only when we record Riverdale episodes. Okay. Because I only bought 12 Pepsis. Yeah. And last week he didn't, no, two weeks ago he didn't get one because. You also forgot it? No, Pepsi is only for, because there were only 12 Pepsis and there's 13 episodes. Yeah, I know, but. Okay, so fine. I brought you a two liter of Coke. Whatever, yeah, sure. This week, I forgot the Pepsi. <laughs> yeah. But what I did remember was to bring myself a Phillips Blue Buck. So this is a um, medium bodied beer that's characterized by distinct Northwest hops and complemented by a robust malt flavor. That's cool. It's good, actually. It's it's very drinkable. 
Um, apparently, no ruminant mammals were harmed in the brewing of this beer. Awesome. It's good news. This would be more topical if we were right and Riverdale actually did take place in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Because um, I don't know where Phillips is. I feel like it's maybe in... Um... Oh, oh, it's Canadian. Awesome. It's in Victoria. Oh. I have probably been to this brewery. Because <laughs> I definitely did a brewery tour in Victoria almost two years ago. Awesome. We definitely did almost almost forget that segment. No, that was awesome. No, no, smooth, smooth we're, as we go. <laughs> so good. Smooth. Hey, Kevin, do you want some um, Phillips Blue Buck? No. Good, because I drank it all. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we move out into the hallway where, where the secrets teen- are revealed. The teenagers are acting like teenagers. Because everyone's like, oh, well, we went to and we... We did this, and then everyone has secrets, and Jughead is upset because Betty kept a secret from him. Betty kept a secret from Jughead because she was worried that... I'm, I'm pretty pleased, actually, at how it they... How shook it shook out design. really well. Yeah, because it does, it's not one of those things... Usually, it always ends up with, like, oh, this one person is clearly at fault, or one mm. person's being irrational. And I did feel like either of them were being, like... I mean, I mean, like, it's hard to say irrational because people always oh. act irrational, but they weren't acting illogical. They were irrational in a reasonable way where yeah. I was like, yeah, if I was 16, 18, 21. Yeah, and 26, I, 27. Yeah, and I found out that my boyfriend was keeping a secret from me. I would also well, be upset. Well, no, no, she wasn't. Oh, wait, so you're talking about I'm, I'm your, putting your myself in Jughead's place. But if I were Betty, I would also be mad that my friends went and investigated my boyfriend's yeah. dad without telling me. And, the reason and they that, didn't trust what I said. Yeah, and the reason she did, like, because one of Jughead's things is like, well, why didn't you tell me beforehand that they were going to be doing this? And one of her, one, and like, I can understand why she didn't tell him. Yeah. Because she's like, I didn't think anything was going to happen. I thought it was something we could just like pass on and like we wouldn't have to deal with because it. Because I knew they wouldn't find anything. I didn't think it would be a problem. Yeah. And, and like, well, because she, she didn't think they were going to do it. She thought she closed down yeah. that, that wall. It wasn't until Veronica decided, I'm going to be in this episode. I have a storyline. Um, that actually happened. Uh, and then that only happened when, Joe, when when Archie had his like breakdown. Exactly. And went for a robo run. So really, it's Jughead's fault. <laughs> really, it's Veronica's fault. It's Veronica's fault. So. It's a super realistic, very dramatic scene. Made me very sad for the characters. Yeah. And then all of a sudden... Oh, well, I mean, it's Miss Cooper's fault. Miss Cooper... As it we, is Miss Cooper's as fault. As we predicted, Miss Cooper ruined Betty and Jughead. Because... She, and you know what? She is a grown-up. Yeah. She needs to deal with things in a grown-up way, not by making teenagers spy for her. Yeah. I, well, I would say ruined. She fractured it. Yeah. It is cracked. I, I think... I hope they'll be okay. I'm really yeah. team Betty and, and Jughead, but... Yeah. So then Kevin comes out and he has collected all of the grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, Kevin tilts all the adults. FP got arrested. Let's go tell Jughead. And then he is the one who breaks the news. Which I <laughs> guess makes sense. Backed up by all the adults, Kevin Keller's like... FP's been arrested. FP's been arrested. This is what happened. And then Jughead Robo runs into the night. <laughs> and I'm in- like, stop! You're not a robot! <laughs> Jughead is, is inspired by Archie, and Robo runs as far as he can. Which, to be fair, it's not as fun as, not as far as Archie. No, but he does make it to his dad's yeah, trailer. Well, I, mean, I presume Maybe. he has to take a few breaks in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but he Robo runs into the night. And then he has his like internal freak out, and he is... This is another, this is another moment where you can watch him go full dark, no stars. Yeah. 
because it is coming like a freight train. But his full dark no stars is all directed on himself and on this house, not on someone else. Yeah. And it's so sad. And I just want to hug him and say, it's okay, Jughead. There's two more episodes. But at the end, the look that he gives, like he's going to do something. He's going to do something. Yeah. But Jughead, there's two more episodes. Your dad is not the killer. It's too early in (laughs) the season. Yeah, Jughead. Why don't you know this meta knowledge? So, meanwhile, we get, like, shots of all the little families. Yep. Betty Betty and Miss Cooper have a standoff, and Betty continues to just, like... Be strong, but not crazy. Yep. And is like, no, you did bad. Yeah. I I, love Jughead. I'm going to find him. Yeah, I need to find him, because he's he's somewhere. I don't know. Do not stop me. Uh, And then we have a scene where the Lodge women come together. They're a team. They know that Mr. Lodge could be implicated in this. I think the one thing that that bugs me about the way that Hermione talks is she keeps using we, we, we in situations where. I know, but Veronica's her child and Veronica has not had a proven track record of understanding what she needs to do. Well, she, well, she has to use we because Veronica doesn't understand things that don't pertain to her. Exactly. <laughs> because when, when, cause when she's talking about like, oh man, if uh, FP talks like this, like this could come back on us. And I'm like, you... I mean, if both of Veronica's parents were in prison, this would have, like, very oh, dire yes. implications no, no, on her. Definitely. But so I get the way. But, I mean, Veronica's not going to be arrested. No. No. But, like, her life will fall apart. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it it's very, just different implications. Yeah, it very much felt like Hermione was trying to, like, imply to her, like, oh, no, we're both going to jail. No, I got it. You need to know how moms <laughs> talk to their daughters. I, I, I didn't like her, her overuse of we. Why aren't you a woman, Kevin? I didn't like her overuse of we. It's very accusatory. Yeah. Molly Ringwald Andrews has made some uh, hot milk with cinnamon for her son. Yep. And invites him to move to Chicago. You know, because she's like, like, oh man, this town is going terribly. Someone was murdered here. And you know, there are never murders in Chicago. No one ever murders anyone in Chicago. Chicago's safe. It's a beacon <laughs> of like civility and no crime. Obama was from Chicago. You should come to Chicago. And Archie's like, uh, I can't even know my processors. And, and she's like, just think about it. And he's like, Okay. But Luke Perry overhears. And Luke Perry Andrews doesn't realize that Archie is just saying what he needs to say to satisfy his mother. Yeah, because Luke Perry Andrews is really, really afraid he's going to lose his son. But he's not. Because that's all he has. Molly Ringwald Andrews is weird. He loves Luke Perry Andrews. (laughs) She's weird and might punch people. Exactly. Luke Perry Andrews never punches anyone. His full dark no stars is the least dark with the most stars. But then... Then important plot stuff happens because Betty goes to Pops and is like, hey, have you seen Jughead? And Pops is like, you're not the only one to ask. Those two sitting over there are not looking. They also asked. And then Veronica and Archie, who are the ones who are sitting over there not looking, reveal that they searched all of FP's trailer. And, and there was... They specifically know where they found the gun. It was like... I, and like yeah, it was like, in I, this box. Yeah, I looked there. I know. It wasn't there. I thought it would have been stronger if we, like, there was, like, a cutaway. Which there, I mean, you know what? There might have been. There might have been a cutaway where someone did the same action. And we just weren't paying attention because we didn't know it was going to be important. Yeah. But uh, maybe we'll go and... We won't watch the episode again. But maybe <laughs> someone will go and watch the episode after listening to yeah, this. Yeah, and maybe, maybe they, they did do that kind of way. Because that's been a very smart thing to do to show mm-hmm. we're actually looking. And you know what? This episode was good. So I have faith in this editor-director yeah. combo yeah. that they did put that in yeah. there. And we but just... the gun was planted. The gun was planted! Which, which means... Does it have a fee's fingerprints on it? 
I mean, FP's touched a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, and I, I don't think Sergeant Keller knows how to fingerprint. He'll, he, also doesn't, he also doesn't know how to check for ballistics or mention caliber of gun. Yeah. Because all... Because he... Because, once again, come in and also Keller doesn't tell Jughead. His son tells Jughead. Keller tells the mayor and then Kevin, I guess, tells drops. <laughs> yeah. He's like... I better do the grown-up thing here. I do not trust my father to be a sheriff. He's just going to tell the mayor and then, like... <laughs> He's going to leave with Jerry in the grappling hook. <laughs> Which I can only presume he does because he does not run into the hallway no, with no, all of no. the other parents. Um, but, like, I know I don't know too much about, like, law and stuff like that. But it seems but wrong. they say he was arrested for the murder of... Ke- Which, once again, does not mean he did it. No, it just means he, he was arrested. Also, he's arrested under suspicion of the murder for... And- you know what? On TV shows, lots of people get arrested for murders who don't do a murder. Yeah. Like, like, like once again, they say he was arrested for the murder because that's shorthand. Also because it's Kevin. He's just overhearing it. Yeah. Um, but all they – because you know, he's a serpent. All, but all they have is that he owns a gun. Exactly. Maybe, Everyone maybe, owns a gun. Maybe we're going to learn in the next episode that it is the gun that shot Jason, which would be very important. Mm-hmm. I mean, the person who framed him yeah. is the one who shot Jason. Who shot Jason. Yeah. Which would make sense because we're getting close to it. And what do you want to let Lego this episode that they did not do? They did not end it with just immediately telling us who framed him. Exactly. Because all the other because remember when uh Sheriff Keller got his uh his beautiful mind wall torn down? Uh, they just immediately show it show it. But Hal had it. Also, why did Hal do that? We'll find out next episode. Maybe, no, we won't. Maybe Hal is the murderer. I hope so. I hate Hal. Hey, Aaron. Yeah, Kevin. Throughout this episode, mm-hmm. do you believe that you found yourself a CW moment? I do believe I found myself a CW moment. Now, what is a CW moment? CW moment is a moment where drama overrides logic. And my moment is uh, Clifford Blossom's Wallow Wigs. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. And I would think it was less of a CW moment, I think, if we hadn't referred to it last episode. <laughs> like, if that was not out of sequence, maybe it wouldn't have stood out so much. But, but uh, yeah, okay, so he saw a ghost and his hair turned white. Well, the, That's well, cool. Okay. No, no, hang on. We never even, remember, we did not, you wanted to skip over that. If the audience, the audience, I hope you watched the show, I hope you remember that moment, because we're not explaining <laughs> any more of that. All you have is that context Aaron said it in right then. The wigs make no sense! <laughs> Also, they don't match his hair. Kevin, did you find yourself a CW moment? My CW moment is actually not a moment. It's a character. It's the entirety of a character. And I might retroactively give this to the character for the rest of the show. Because my (laughs) CW entity is Cheryl. Everything (laughs) Cheryl does is not based on reason or logic. I, we say chaos, but her everything she does is based on what would cause the most drama. Yeah. And I don't think any moment's clearer than that when Polly gives her... Says to her, hey, what if we wear your parents' jewelry? And Cheryl's like, yes. That will cause chaos. I want to do this so badly. It's true. And then later when Polly is like, oh, ring. She's like, no, no. (laughs) I must do something else with this ring. I'm going to throw it somewhere. I don't know. I'm going to walk around with it in my hands and be like, ring. Yeah, apparently she's just been carrying it since she went to the toilet. I don't know. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, That's a good one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> awesome. Two more episodes. Guys, are you so excited? We're to wrap this up. Next week's the penultimate, and then it's done. 
Season one is done. We're on to the OC. And can you imagine if Riverdale is like American Horror Story where they wrap up the actual plot in episode 12 and then episode 13 is just nonsense? Oh, man. Oh, man. I hope they don't do that. <laughs> Are you scared now? Because I, I am. Does American Horror Story still do that? Yes. Every, every season, time. Because I only watched the three and the third one they did it again. I'm like, I can't the stop. Most, the most recent season was like a... Hotel. Uh, no. A Roanoke. Oh, no, sorry, um, Roanoke. Yeah, it was sorry. like a mock reality TV yeah. series, and it was like one TV series for the first yeah. half, and the second half was like a making of of the first half, and then the thirteenth episode was like just a shot, shots of like different footage to cobble together what happened after. What is Ryan Murphy doing? Don't do that. You know, don't do you that. You have 13 episodes. Use your 13 yeah, episodes to tell your story. Don't put your series finale in the 12th episode. Right? Because you have one more. Because with Murder House, they wrapped everything up in the third one. It's just them being ghosts. Ghosts. We're spooky ghosts now. I did like, I think, the second one when they did it. Because then it, she reported, like, what happened afterwards. But that could have been, like, half an hour. I don't know. <laughs> and we're... We, we're we're not reviewing American Horror Story. No, we're not. No, we're not. So Riverdale will not do that. Riverdale will be a good TV no, show no, and they will use all of their episodes. Ryan Murphy isn't involved. Exactly. <laughs> so if you have feelings about Riverdale, if you have feelings about the OC, if you have feelings about American Horror Story, come on out and talk to us. Yep. You can find us on Instagram at Podcast Moa. Podcast Moa. You, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast Moa. You can email us at podcastmoa at gmail.com. That's podcast M-O-A. Yep. You can email us like many people have done before. We really, really enjoy getting the emails. It's nice We will hearing. probably talk about we'll you talk if you about email it. us. We, we, we like, I mean, me and, Aaron, me and Aaron are just two people and sometimes we miss things in episodes. Yeah. And we're wrong about things. And we're willing to accept like when we miss something or wrong, but, or even if we just see something in a different way than you see it. Yeah, talk to us. And, and we will, like, we... We will talk about it. We will we will mm-hmm. give those those thoughts a stand. We love talking about Riverdale, and people in our real lives are getting a little bit tired of us shouting at them about <laughs> Riverdale. So give us a venue to talk about it to you. Because the way every conversation starts with them is they're like, hey, have you seen Riverdale? And me and I are like, oh. Oh, have I? All right, let me tell you about Veronica. Or it won't even be, have you seen Riverdale? They'll be like, uh, you know the, the TV show that's like Archie characters, but it's gritty? Oh, do I? Yeah, here, we, we, we have spent at this point 11 hours. 12, because we more, did the bonus episode. Yeah, talking about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Who framed FP? Will Jughead and Betty resolve their differences? Will Cheryl ever take an action that is motivated by character, not chaos? Answers to all this and more on the next episode of Mystery Outsiders and Apps. A teen drama fan cast? 